for me, the show isn't necessarily about Zach Damon. I'm just a facilitator. Ann Arbor tonight is uh, for the community and it's for everyone. Thanks for coming back for the second part of Mr. Zach Damon's story. I first learned about cerebral palsy through reading a book in elementary school called Out of My Mind. The main character was a little girl who was born with the disorder and also incredibly bright, most likely a genius. The book has stuck with me through all these years, and although it was fiction, our guest today, Mr. Zach Damon, is a prime, real-life example of a brilliant mind in the disabled community. In the last episode, Mr. Damon talked about how he carried his dream throughout his teen years and became a professional broadcaster, working through our local cable channel and social media outlets. Today, he shares with what it takes behind the scene to make any show happen. Then when we first started this podcast, we were like super excited at the beginning, but then we kind of realized that there was like a lot of work to make it sound very nice. So what is it like for you for behind the scene production of the talk show? So behind the scenes, you know, there's a lot of emailing, there's a lot of calling, there's a lot of uh, meetings uh, in terms of just talking about different creative ideas. We have write, we have writers uh, meetings with the writers and stuff to talk about different jokes or different things going on in the city. There's a lot of things that go into it in terms of, you know, scheduling, making sure that everyone knows uh, your production calendar, uh, whether that's per month or for the entire year, however you prefer to do it. And then also making sure too, that that appreciation, that morale uh, continues to stay high. Because again, without the help of others, you know, no project really can succeed. And so you want to also always express appreciation uh, in different ways uh, for those, those helping you so that they can uh, see that their efforts uh, and that their time is valuable and appreciated. And so there's a lot that goes into it, again, in terms of communicating good scheduling, uh, communicating who the guests are, communicating what questions are going to be asked or whatever. You know, you, you have to find the cadence of what works for those individuals that you're working with. And you do that by just being as open as you can, involving them in dialogue in terms of meetings uh, for pre-production, like, hey guys, we're going on season two right now. And this is what I was thinking we could do in terms of comedy stuff or in terms of different guests or in terms of different things happening. And you wanna get their feedback because when they feel engaged, that's when everybody is in kind of unison in terms of communication. And then what kind of preparation goes into being a show host? Yeah, so there's a lot of preparation that goes into uh, being a show host. Everything from, you know, making sure that you get adequate rest um, and that you're, you know, keeping yourself physically healthy to have the energy that you need, uh, all the way up uh, to doing very good research on the subjects that you have and the talent that you have on the show. Being well-read on the subject matter that you're interviewing or that you're talking about, I think is paramount because that shows, number one, that you care, but then that also gives you credibility as a host because then people go, wow, you know, they've done their research, they understand, and they're a credible source for that particular information. When I book the guests, I always do my best uh, to do, you know, some investigative journalism when I'm writing questions or you know, writing different things that they, they want to talk about. But I always do my best to, to always say, hey, 
you know, what are some things that you really want to highlight or you really want to talk about as well? Because it's also their platform too, right? So you want to give them an opportunity uh, to express themselves and, and uh, communicate some great things that, that they feel are important as well. So I would say, as far as a host, making sure that you're staying healthy, staying energetic, staying fit, making sure that you can do the job on camera the best that you can. But then as far as the hosting duties go, you know, making sure that you have everything prepped ahead of time as much as you can from your notes all the way to the monologues of, of your jokes and making sure that all of that stuff is solid uh, so that you can get the best takes that you can. And are you also like the producer of the show? Because I know there's probably like a difference between like a host and also a producer and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's a great question. And yes, I also hold the <laughs> the title of producer for the show. So then what that what that entails uh, is, again, a lot of the 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 behind the scenes duties in terms of booking and you know, the production calendar, and then also uh, making sure that uh, the crew has our shot list for every episode so that the director and the switcher and the sound guy and the cameraman, that all of them know kind of the order uh, in terms of, you know, how we're shooting each episode so that everybody can know, you know, how things are going to go in the studio. You know, I booked the show, uh, I booked the guests, I try to do my best to get guests that are engaging for all of the community. Um, I also send out the production calendar and then I also, uh, you know, send out our shot list so that again, the crewmen and, and everyone involved with the show, uh, including the studio management, you know, they know kind of how long that's going to take. They know what, sh what is going to be shot when and, you know, how long those shots are going to be taken. Sure. In terms of length and time, you know, it is media, it is show business. So sometimes things, you know, are shorter or longer than anticipated, but at least there's always a plan. And the producer's goal is to communicate those kind of um, foundational things, you know, the production and what the production plan is. Also making sure that the catering is booked, how that's going to get paid for, uh, kind of what the budget for the show is going to be. I also do my best to, uh, to take care of that as well. And so you mentioned that your show couldn't run without the crew that works and those working behind it. So how big is your crew team? Yeah, the, that's a great question. Usually we have anywhere from eight to eight to twelve, give or take. Um, but sometimes too, it can definitely be smaller than that. You know, given uh, what we're taping, and then given uh, just the availability, every episode needs to at least have a director, uh, and they at least need to have at least two or three cameramen. So. And then you also need to have an audio uh, sound person to make sure that you have quality audio because that's a big bread and butter part of what you're doing. Uh, and then also uh, you want to make sure if need be, uh, you can have uh, a lighting person to help tell others and help set up the lighting grid and lighting because lighting is huge in, in television. You want to make sure everybody looks good. You also want to have probably two or three grips in there as well. And what grips are is they're basically, you know, extra hands and things like that that can help do uh, other tasks such as uh, grabbing props and setting up the set or helping, uh, you know, set up the lighting and, and help with the lighting grid and things like that and adjusting the lighting uh, all the way from helping grade down as well and making sure that the props are put where they need to be at the end of the show making sure that the studio is as clean and as organized as you 
uh, came in and also making sure that, again, uh, things are pretty efficient. And if they need to step up in any way uh, and help with anything, that they can do that. And do all these people work full time for the show? Uh, no, a lot of crewmen are actually volunteer right now. So, uh, yeah, so that's also, I think, something that is very unique is a lot of the crewmen are volunteer uh, and not on a payroll yet. But, uh, you know, as the show continues to grow and as our production budget, you know, continues to grow, uh, that'll be something that I hope will definitely happen down the line. I would like all the people that work with Ann Arbor tonight as far as the crewmen, I would like them to benefit from their time in, in many different ways. And also one of the big goals that I have for Ann Arbor tonight uh, is for it to be, you know, a union production, which means that everyone that works uh, on the show, they can have an opportunity to be a part of the local IATSE union, uh, local 395 here in Ann Arbor, so that uh, it can be something that if they so choose, they have an opportunity to join the union and develop a career uh, in film and television and media on their own. And so that's really the goal is to be, you know, a bridge of success for all, whether it's for, for young people, whether it's for uh, professionals that are looking into to getting into a new project, or if it's for seasoned media professionals that uh, want to work with our show uh, and broaden their skills. For me, the show isn't necessarily about Zach Damon. I'm just a facilitator. Ann Arbor tonight is for the community and it's for everyone. And um, so you mentioned the production cost. How much does it usually cost to produce your show? Yeah, it usually depends. Uh, it usually depends on what we're doing, what kind of props we're using. Um, you know, our budget for catering can vary, uh, especially with different prices and things like that. You know, having catering and getting props and different things, it can be anywhere from three to 500 or to upwards of probably the most expensive uh, budget we've had for some different episodes is, you know, $1,000. But again, you know, you invest that money to produce quality and make sure that people are taken care of and make sure that, uh, again, everyone is fed and also make sure uh, that if you need other resources, like to buy props or different things, uh, that it's there. But just so you guys know, that is peanuts compared to you know, what the, the big time productions and the big time studios cost. It's usually typically a uh, big budgeted television program. Uh, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not getting into, uh, you know, the millions. And so the fact that we're able to do it uh, on such a low budget and still have a good solid quality uh, in the community is a good thing. We're definitely expanding and, and we're definitely uh, doing our best to build uh, our budget as well. And we know the pandemic had like a huge impact on the entertainment industry. So did it bring any changes to your show? Were there any things you had to like compensate for? Absolutely. Uh, well, when the pandemic first hit, we actually were a week away from shooting another episode. Obviously everything abruptly got canceled. So when we were told that due to the pandemic, the studio was shutting down, that was a big blow because we had a lot of momentum uh, going in to our next season and, and how we were building and how we were getting, you know, good guests and things like that. It definitely was a reset for sure. Uh, we kind of had to take a bit of a break and I kind of had to sit back in the producer chair for a minute and I had to think about, okay, what's our next best avenue? 
And I pretty much said to myself and to the rest of the crewmen, I said, well, look, I think our best route is to do Ann Arbor tonight at home, do that through Zoom and keep the show going, keep things going and do it that way. So throughout the entire pandemic, we, you know, pivoted and did Ann Arbor tonight at home. Uh, I actually taped episodes out of my apartment um, and did it through Zoom, did interviews, monologues, different things through Zoom. And also we, you know, ended up having an editor that left as well. So then I took over the responsibilities of post-production editing also. I think the Ann Arbor Tonight uh, at Home episodes, they uh, came out as best we could. I mean, obviously everyone pivoted and with, you know, the way things were starting out, uh, it was definitely a, a learning experience, you know, because you go from the luxury of having crewmen and having uh, high definition cameras and having a studio space and, you know, wearing makeup and, and wearing a, a suit and tie and looking very professional to going, well, I think we're going to make Ann Arbor tonight at home a little bit more laid back and I'm going to wear my flannel and jeans and uh, do the best we can to keep it going. Did you receive any um, feedback from the audience about the at-home version? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there was some feedback about how uh, people really enjoyed it. Uh, they liked the laid-back feel, and they were just grateful uh, that the show kept going. And, of course, that warmed my heart as well, uh, because we do the show for, for them and for others and for the community and for, for all of you. So the fact that others were very supportive and really liked the show and kind of enjoyed the laid back format of it. That was very refreshing. We also did win some community media awards. Uh, very, very grateful for that. And, uh, you know, that just, I think, added to the great support that we've had. And again, uh, in the most humble way, everything is done for others. It's done for the viewers. It's done for the community. And it's done for all of you uh, to educate and inspired. When Ann Arbor tonight, tonight succeeds, I look at Ann Arbor succeeding and all of us succeeding together. And so I was very excited to receive those awards. Gave credit to my crew, obviously, and to everyone because without, without others, those wouldn't have happened. And so, yeah, we've had great feedback from Ann Arbor tonight at home. And then uh, we were definitely excited uh, when we got the go ahead to get back into the studio and uh, begin production again. Because of Mr. Damon's diligent and persistent work, Ann Arbor Tonight at Home was recognized by several Philo T. Farnsworth Awards, including Producers First Place Honors for Arts Slash Cultural Awareness, Empowerment Slash Inspirational, Entertainment, and Underserved Voices. Now, he and his team are finally back to the studio, and they are committed to keep giving back to the community through their shows. Are you planning on running this home version continuously? Uh, we're actually we're actually back in the studio already, Zach. Uh, we came back at uh, at the end of June, and and that's our goal is to continue to do the in studio show. God willing, if something happens um, again and, and the studio needs to shut down to due to safety, uh, then then we'll do the at home version again. Um, but for now, we're going to continue to press forward and do the best we can to improve our in-studio production, to really give it that late night feel, uh, that television feel, that glamorous feel of media, and enjoy doing that. Because I have to tell you, 
that is one of the things that that I really enjoy. And it's one of the best feelings I have of of my life is walking into that studio and working with a bunch of other people who also love what they're doing and who are excited and and fired up uh, to do it. You know, it was very challenging to do the at-home version because, you know, you didn't have your crew. You weren't interacting with people. And for me, that's a big part of, of why I do it is because, again, it gets you out and it's something that you're able to share experience, the experience with people, and you're able to laugh and have fun and create great memories and great work with other people. And so uh, we're going to continue to do it in studio as best we can. Uh, unfortunately, right now, due to the pandemic, we're not allowed to have an in-studio audience of any kind at all. Um, so that's definitely different as well. But we, we're doing the best that we can. And, um, you know, God willing, we'll continue to build as, as much as we can. We'll continue to always support the city of Ann Arbor. We'll con- always continue to support, you know, the young students uh, the, uh, of Ann Arbor and the young innovators like yourselves who are doing great things. And we actually read about the awards that were given to your at-home version of the show, which is so amazing. Um, and we also know that you established like a 501 nonprofit for your at-home version. So why did you decide to do that? But the biggest reason I decided to do that was because uh, I really believe in sustainability. I really believe in, you know, being a positive force for good. If you're given, you know, great opportunity, then you have sort of a duty to, to pay it forward. And I think having a 501 will enable Ann Arbor to, tonight to do that, not only in the content that we're creating or in the great people that we're highlighting or in the great talent that we have, but also we'll be able to contribute back to some great causes through the 501. And so I think hopefully it will just, um, you know, enhance the way that we can continue to give and be a great asset to the city and also uh, it can hopefully help others understand that again it's not just about you know being an entity where me or anyone working with the show is lining our pockets it's about being sustainable and giving a back to the community and i think the best way to do that is through a nonprofit because then portions of whatever we, we receive can go back to uh you know a local high school or it can go back to a local charity or it can go back to the neutral zone or it can go back to you know the ann arbor summer festival to help keep it free or it can go back to the ann arbor film festival or different things if people in the community if we continue to work together and give back and pay it forward to our great community uh, then our community will only become stronger and ann arbor will only become better but are you also like an actor and movie director? Uh, what kind of movies are you involved in? Yes, uh, <laughs> I've, I've acted in uh, local theater. Uh, so I started in theater and I acted in local theater for a long, long time, actually. And then went from theater uh, to, to, yeah, doing independent films and things. So, and there's a film right now that, uh, that I was a part of and you can do it on, you know, kind of pretty much any streaming platform. I think right now it's on Amazon. It's also on like Tubi and, and Voodoo and a bunch of other streaming platforms. But it's called Bride Plus One. It's directed by Christina Morales Hemingway. 
who is also uh, a local. You know, she went to Huron High School, grew up in Ann Arbor, is a wonderful woman, and but just so talented as well. I mean, she studied with Marcel Marceau in terms of an actress, uh, and then went to the prestigious Cal Arts, where she got a degree in theater and film and, and did directing. And so she directs and also stars in Bride Plus One, which is a romantic comedy uh, about a woman who uh, is later in her life and is really looking for, you know, that one romantic partner. And so she decides, she goes, well, if I plan my wedding uh, and I just plan it without a groom, uh, that maybe that groom will come. And, uh, and so it's hilarious, a very good comedy. And I think for all of us out there that that uh, deserve and need a partner, uh, it's a great laugh. It's a good one to just kind of sit back and have a good uh, good piece of pizza uh, with your significant other and, and check it out. So definitely check out Bride Plus One. And then I'm also uh, going to be acting in a film coming up. Uh, it's going to be filming. It's going to start production uh, coming up uh, in the fall. And I'll be uh, an actor in that. Uh, and also I'm the script supervisor for the film. And um, out of all the roles that you're participating in, you know, like producer, talk show host, actor, director, and the chairman, which one do you enjoy the most and which one do you plan to explore the most into the future? That's a great question. I think, I think what I enjoyed the most, I think I've enjoyed all of them in different ways. But one of the things that I understand too, uh, and as I go further in my career, uh, I understand this more and more, but there will be a point in time, unfortunately, where you know, my hair will be no longer dark. You know, I will no longer have the young, enthusiastic, attractive ability to be that uh, star-studded person on camera. I understand that it's highly likely that, you know, my career will transition to behind the camera uh, and being a, a, a writer and, and producer and director. You know, I definitely plan on doing that and transitioning more behind the camera. Being on camera is awesome and it's fun. It's also from advice that I've gotten from uh, many others in the business that have succeeded in Hollywood and all around the world. It's really a tough go because talent is, is kind of um, plentiful and a dime a dozen. You can be, you know, doing really well on camera, uh, but everyone uh, eventually gets old and, and kind of fades out of that. And so I think the important thing is you also want to teach yourself skills within the craft uh, to be able to have intangible skills such as writing, producing, directing, editing, uh, and many other different jobs so that you can always be employed and you can always work in the, in the industry that you love. Uh, although I know that day will come one day, I feel like I still, I still have some gas in the tank on camera, but, uh, but I definitely plan, you know, later in life to do my best, uh, to be a great director, uh, a great writer, and hopefully, you know, God willing, can have success uh, through those avenues as well. We are truly in awe of Mr. Damon's versatility, confidence, and all the things he has accomplished. His positive energy made us believe that every moment is worth experiencing and every goal is worth shooting for. And he chose to be a strong voice to advocate for awareness of disability and take a leadership role to serve the community. So we also know that you serve as the chairman for the Ann Arbor Commission on Disability Issues. Uh, so could you talk about your work that you do there as well? I'll be honest. I mean, originally uh, I was called back in 2015 and it was to, uh, as I touched on earlier in the podcast, it was to develop 
uh, a daytime talk show on behalf of the commission. And that's when we kind of formed the idea of Ann Arbor Inclusive and interviewing different um, disability influencers and different companies and different resources, not just in Ann Arbor, but around the state of Michigan, so that all residents could know what those resources were. But in this particular process, uh, you know, I thought to myself, how is that going to look if I'm, <laughs> you know, hosting this talk show about disability resources on behalf of the commission, but then I myself am not involved at all uh, with, you know, the commission and the work that they're doing within the community. So I kind of felt that it went hand in hand for myself to get involved with the commission so that I could also share the great work that the commission was doing on the show and it could kind of work in synergy uh, with that. Geez, probably like at the end of my first or second term uh, as commissioner, I then became vice chairman. And then after like a term of two of vice chairman, uh, the longtime chairman had left and then was elected chairman. And what I do as chairman of the commission is I do my best uh, to be a facilitator of good dialogue in terms of issues uh, of accessibility that are presented to us in the community, whether that has to do with buildings or whether that has to do with certain other municipalities that are owned by the city or whether that has to do with some individualized disability obstacles that some residents may face. And so I do my best to you know, bring those forward uh, to the commission so that we can um, you know, adequately have good discourse on you know, what we think may be the best approach uh, to get those, those issues solved. And also, if others don't know of the resources that we have available, then also do my best to be a resource for them in terms of different resources, such as the Ann Arbor Center for Independent Living and all of the great resources that they offer in terms of soft skills. So like professional interviewing skills, resume writing skills, uh, job placement or help finding a job, different things, because uh, as, a, as a professional with, with a disability, that those skills are fundamental and important. Earlier this week, we actually did have an interview with Mr. Gosage, the director of the Center of Independent Living in Ann Arbor. And he told us, you know, a lot about like the obstacles that people with disabilities face. And I think it's like really amazing that you've done so much, you know, having to face. Thank you. I mean, I really appreciate the compliment and I, I give the full compliment again to the Commission on Disability Issues, uh, the city of Ann Arbor and the work that uh, everyone is doing. You know, and it's been a great experience. I mean, I can't tell you how grateful I am for the commissioners and the community uh, and their passion uh, and their willing willingness to give back as public servants and as community members to make sure that Ann Arbor is accessible and inclusive for all. And you mentioned like longevity and getting advice from other people. And we really hope we can sustain this podcast for a super long time. So do you have any specific advice for us? Absolutely. Number one, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, don't stop and keep going. Number two, um, it's a process and it's a journey. So enjoy the process and enjoy the journey. Uh, I myself am a very impatient person. So I do my best every day, you guys, to work on patience uh, because 
you know, you have goals and, and you're driven and, and you have this great podcast and you have a vision. But, you know, there's an old saying that an oak tree doesn't grow overnight. It takes a long time to build something solid and to build something meaningful. As long as you're taking steps every single day, I don't care if you do one thing, I don't care if you do five things, but as long as you're taking steps every single day, that's getting you both towards that ultimate goal of what you would like for the podcast, then you're doing your job. Um, above all too, I would do this because it's fun for you both. I would not do it because, oh my gosh, you know, I have this vision of fame and, and Hollywood and all that, you know, do it because it's fun for you and because you enjoy the work. And if you enjoy the work and you're doing it genuinely and you're having fun, I believe the rest will come for you uh, as you continue to do those things every day towards your goals. You know, you're on a great path right now. You've accomplished great things because the hardest part uh, is what you've done, which is starting. Because there's so many out there that have a dream. Well, I want to be a dancer. I want to be a model. I want to be an influencer. I want to be an actor. I want to have a podcast. And then it doesn't happen because the action isn't there. And so you guys have done the hardest part, which is starting the podcast, doing it. And uh, it's only going to continue to improve and get better from here. You know, I appreciate the, the effort that you have put in. Uh, both of you have tremendous talent. And uh, again, I, I know that it's going to continue to build. So do something every single day, even if it's one thing towards your goal. Thank you. That means a lot. Uh, that's all we have for you today. So thank you again. We really appreciate you being here. Absolutely. And thank you to you, Maya, and to you, Zach, uh, and to the audience of this person I met. Uh, it's been a tremendous pleasure. And may you keep going and keep building. And um, also, um, where can we find your um, tonight's show? Like, where is it hosted on? Uh, absolutely. Uh, go to annarbortonight.com, our website, and you can see all the information about our show. Uh, you can check out past episodes. Uh, you can also uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, and all the social media platforms. Also, give us a like and subscribe on YouTube as well. And, uh, you know, if you follow us, we'll make sure to follow you back and give a shout out again, because it's all uh, about the others and uh, just very grateful for the support. So Ann Arbor Tonight.com has everything you need and uh, definitely check it out.